0: Dear friends, and welcome to Live Conversation on Alatra TV UK channel. The topic of our conversation today is global unique project of Alatra International Public Movement, the Creative Society. We are very happy to meet new and very active, inspiring, enthusiastic people in our discussion about the society where we can live safely and happily. Where everyone is valuable and uh, have equal rights and equal opportunities, where everyone feel like they deserve to live and belong to society. Millions of people around the world already united on the same goal, to create a world warfare for every human to live in. And uh, you might find more information on this project on our official website, allatreunites.com. My name is Ala and my co-host for today is Marina. Hi Marina, can you please introduce our guest, please? (laughs)
1: Hi, everyone. Yeah, we are happy to introduce our today's special guest, James Murphy, fellow of the Royal Society of Arts. James is also founder of several successful businesses, including the Local Business Awards, the Responsible Partnership, and Future of Editor, of which he is Editor-in-Chief. James an experienced leader, copywriter, communicator, and expert in marketing, local businesses, and sustainable development. He is also a climate reality leader trained by former Vice President of the United States, Algo. Together with James, we will be talking about how does James see the creative society where every person can reach their full potential and live comfortably, sorry. What changes we will see in society when all people are united and get their heads down for the common goal. What are the solutions for climate change? And what is the role of every person today in the building of creative society?
0: Welcome to our program, James. We're very happy to have you here with us today. And the first question we would like to ask you is is, um, because you are a person who really cares about society and humanity. You're a remarkable man who does so much today and with your good and amazing work around the world as we said today for all the people who is unprivileged people, people who really needed some help. So could you please share it with us your experience and what actually you're doing? What kind of great work you're doing to provide for those who need it most?
2: Okay, well, firstly, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Um, it's a real pleasure to be, uh, to be speaking with you today. Um, so I think, so what I what I do, I obviously I'm, I'm from, from the UK. I live uh, just outside London. Um, and the majority of my work is I work with with businesses of all sizes um, large and large and small to help to help them become more sustainable. Um, now the reason why we do this is obviously um, if we look at uh, the, as the world as a whole, it's obviously a very unequal world at the moment um, where where I live I'm incredibly fortunate but just by the just by the place I was born means I'm not going to ever experience. Extreme poverty, like um, like you would experience in the South, South Sudan or or other parts of the world, um, but obviously from really the beginning of um, since the first Industrial Revolution, the the countries, the first world countries, are very much responsible for um, global warming, for the crisis that we that we find ourselves in right now. So. Um, I'm very fortunate to work with, with businesses that can make an impact by, if they can reduce their emissions, if they can create better products, if they can educate their staff, educate their customers, then hopefully that can then have a, have a knock-on effect of, of, of making the, the, the world fairer, because obviously the people that, um, that live in some of the poorest countries are the ones that are most effective. By climate change, I, I mentioned South Sudan, Bangladesh is obviously um, very affected by um, by the rain, um, which is obviously caused by by global warming. Um, and obviously, the it, when you're when you're very reliant on um, farming, if there are droughts like there's been in a uh, place like Syria, then the, the farmers that have been farming their land for well, their families for, for thousands of years are, are, are not going to be able to um, provide for their family. So. Uh, That's why I believe in uh, the countries that that, that I'm from, with businesses we work, we have a responsibility to try and um, level the the playing field, so to speak.
1: Wow, what you're doing is absolutely amazing, James. Uh, What do you think should be done in society that will help us, in terms of education, because you're helping people to raise awareness, uh, to educate them? What the way trying to eliminate global poverty and hunger?
2: Um, so I think um, obvi- obviously charity plays a big part of that. But I think from, from my point of view, it's obviously because of the work that I do. Um, poverty is um, made worse by the climate crisis. Um, and I think obviously we, you know, in countries where we fly a lot, we consume a lot, we waste a lot. Um, you know, if we look at if we look at food waste, if we look at the amount of miles we use when we go on holiday, um, the amount of flights we take, um, we we can just think differently about how we how we live our lives. So, um, obviously, if we look at, um, for example, food is a is a is a is a really a good example. Um, if we have um, you know farms or like battery farms for in the UK we have them for chicken, but the Amazon is being um, cut down to make way for uh, cow farms, for, for beef. Mainly, not necessarily where I'm from in the UK. We don't we don't necessarily import it from, from there. But to, to satisfy the um, need for beef in America, we're destroying the Amazon. Now, the Amazon is so important for the ecosystem of the planet because it's obviously trees, as we know, absorb carbon, and it is carbon that is... One of the one of the biggest um, reasons for the um, for, for global warming and the and the climate crisis. So I think we can try and be a bit more responsible about the way we consume food, and obviously we can be a bit more responsible about the way we consume electricity. So um, if we use less, we need to generate less, and obviously now we are. Um, when I say we, um, obviously wind and solar. Um, and obviously there is nuclear as well, which I won't get into today because that's a, a bit more contentious issue than um, th- than wind and solar. But there are there's enough energy in the world with wind and solar to, to power everything. So I think we just need to, you know, put pressure on the um, people in positions to make those decisions. Um, you know, make sensible choices. Want to get our electricity from renewable sources. And if the um, if we as a collective um, group demand that from our leaders then we will that they will have to do it and then that will then in turn reduce um poverty because the we will hopefully be able to um control the climate crisis a a little bit better but also you know it's also about looking at ways that we can offset our carbon so yes we can plant trees but we can also um invest in the um in, in education of, uh, of particularly girls in um it, and particularly again i'm going to speak about Africa because that's um part, part of what, I, what i've written about in in the past um if we look at investing that that's a really good way to not only improve um people's uh, opportunities so education obviously leads a better chance of getting work which means that not everyone has to rely on the on the farm that they've been um farming uh, f- for years and obviously then they can um hopefully provide better for their family if they can have better education so we as a um first world countries can hopefully help Im- invest in that and then obviously that helps with, with climate as well because um the 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 it means that basically you're allowed um so I'm getting a. I know I'm muffling a bit. So um, the way is a, is a very effective way to carbon offsets rather than just planting trees. And what I mean by that is um, pop, the human population is growing, um, which means we need more resources. Now, that is partly because of, um, of, of the way development is in the third world. Now, I'm not saying we need to stop people have, having children, but education can lead to better family planning, which can then lead to um, a more um, acceptable um, level of population for the, um, for the resources that we have at our disposal. Because obviously, if we increase our population by another 100 million or, or a billion, even, that's going to be devastating for, for natural resources. I hope that made sense. Yeah,
1: stay in our minds and uh, lead by example.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If we, you know, small things can make real, real big differences. So you know, if we can be more responsible in the food that we consume, you know, we we can and try and eat seasonal, eat eat from eat food that's grown in your own country rather than having things shipped from halfway across the world. um, It can it can make a make a big difference.
0: Thank you so much, James. Yes, it's a personal responsibility of every single person right now. For actually helping, because uh, if you think about this in the 21st century, problem as poverty and hunger is a truly shameless on like shame on humanity. It's uh, just um, it's really horrible. And This is why we need to together in collective way, joint effort sort this kind of problem. Because simple things like uh, water, food, and shelter it's a simple human rights and human basics actually for necessities for. Survival for living, and as you know, the first foundation of creative society is human life and its highest value as well. So, this is why we speak today, sitting together with all the world and discussing that uh, issues openly and honestly without like uh, turning our eyes away and stop silence to be and can't say, Oh, if I'm happy and everything good with me, so don't think about others. We need to think about everyone help every single person who lives there who needed us. We thank you. So much for what you're doing right now because you are an example for those people who is maybe don't know what to do with or just uh, judging others for doing this. So, you're a great pe- person who is actually care for humanity. Thank you so much. Thank you. And now, we would like to show that uh, little video how the creative society project has started. And uh, then we can ask you the question which all our guests who is coming to our program is already answered. So, now we watch this video, please. This Creative Society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves, after we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and, well, we
3: talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the creative society is the result of the desire, the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it, they tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the
0: most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that, yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. ...in action in order to build a society with equal rights, opportunities, valuable and when everybody care about each other and actually live happily and safe. no all these problems wouldn't be existed because it's our collective work after all. And we know that you're also familiar with the, the Project Creative Society and our movement, its, its strategy and goals, which align with what you are doing already currently now. And I'd love to ask you that question. How do you envision Creative Society society which cares about the well-being of every person all people have their basic needs satisfied and every human is a fundamental unit of society so could you please share with us your image of this world
2: um so i think the the, the easiest way for me to explain it is we it is very much quite like what you said i think we need to stop thinking as as individuals to a certain extent um and very much focus as what uh have a collective consciousness so um if we're going to survive the the, the 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 problems that our behaviors over the past couple of hundred years have have led to with the fact that there is going to be huge issues with biodiversity there's going to be huge issues with um rising sea sea levels droughts Then the only way that we can really change that is by all understanding that everyone is connected. So we have to then have, like I refer to it as a collective consciousness. So try and have a new evolution of how we act as a human race to really take to really consider what our what our our, um, actions are having on the whole world as a as a as, as a collective, rather than just thinking well. I live in London, so I'm not really going to experience in my lifetime any severe um, global warming problems. It's not, you know, there could be a few floods, but really for me, it's not going to make any difference to my life. Um, I'm very fortunate to live, where, you know, where in a society where um, I have enough money and, and so on. So I think the way that I look at it is is how it's affecting other people. Um, you know, how does this um, affect people that are, that are fleeing their homes uh, because of, Crowds. And then this can lead to war, which is happening when, you know, um, where people left their farms and went into c- cities. Um, that's when ISIS was able to, um, you know, <laughs> take hold because it was overcrowded and people there were poor. And that's when terrorism organisations can take advantage of, of people that are, that are desperate. So I think we can look at it. Um, what, what can we do? Um, I fully believe that we should um, have a very um, robust asylum seeker and refugee um, strategy in, in countries that can afford to take it. Um, you know, When, when Germany um, did something very admirable, when they took, I think it was a million um, refugees, um, You know, that, that is something that we need to look at. It needs to be managed properly, obviously, it needs to be, um, there needs to be enough um, resources, enough housing, enough education, to, to take these people but but in first world countries we're rich enough to do that and like you say um poverty is a poverty is entirely man-made it's entirely created by by us and there is enough wealth in the world to completely eradicate poverty and the only way we can do that is if we as a collective demand it from our leadership
1: totally I agree on that and um, i may sound crude but as you said we just need need to stop being selfish and take this responsibility and stop shifting it to others and be responsible for every our actions and think before we act how we're going to influence the other. In your opinion, James, what benefits creative society can bring for us?
2: Um, so, I think, so I think firstly it's obviously um, connecting people across the world to have one vision. Um, so obviously, I was very much um, involved with the climate reality project, like you mentioned, the, um, the Al Gore's organisation. And the reason why they have impact influence is because of the numbers. Because obviously, we we talk truth to power, um, which is very much what what needs to be done. Um, You're know, telling people the facts. Um, you know, climate change is real. It's happening. There is no point in burying our heads in the sand. Um, and you you can see what's happened over you know the, the past five ten years. Um, with people like Greta Thunberg, obviously Al Gore, um, you know, sh- telling people this message. Um, now, th- then they're, they're getting a movement behind these people. So obviously with um, Alatra, the, the amount of people that are speaking from the same, you know, with the same purpose can really drive positive change. So I think that's how creative society really, really can, really can help. Getting behind the, the, the eight foundations, which obviously, um uh, uh, are, are going to drive positive change, but we just need the volume of people to make sure that this actually happens, as opposed to just people talking about it. And I think that's where, 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 where you can
0: help. Thank you so much, James, for your answer. And uh, right now we're not just joking, isn't it? We're implementing the first stage of Creative Society, it's an uh, informational stage, to build this awareness around people, so it's time. Time has come to all of us, and we can't just anymore take a blind eye on what's going on around us. Because uh, this global pandemic has shown us we're all in the same boat, and same is climate change, and same is everything. Nobody is protected from that, and this is why we need acting action collectively. You already partly answered on my question. Next question, but I'm gonna ask you anyway because we see the challenges that's coming upon us, all of us, no matter where we live, no matter what country we are. And we can't uh, say we are safe in United Kingdom or we're safe in United States or in any other part of the world. So we do should active, as you said already collectively between the countries and find this uh, mutual relationship and understanding and friendship between people. Because tensions between countries and people is growing as well. And this is why we need to make these breaches, you know, the friendship breaches with people around us. And understand we're all same we one human family regardless of our nationality religion social status gender i don't know like color or anything stop doing all that bad things and just starting un- united and the same goal to build in the world first of all we deserve them to live in and uh, secondly is to together find solutions for global climate change and i'd love to ask you that question because you speak about collective work but maybe you have some advices you can give every single person who can start today and do it now with themselves yeah. to actually help the climate climate change and even build a creative society around us. So what will be your advice those people who need now to act already?
2: So so I think I'll, I'll answer into in two in two, um, two parts. So firstly I think you mentioned the pandemic. Um, if we look at what we've achieved as a as a uh, globe, global um, community. Let's say, you know, the the um, the, the vaccination um, rollout, which I'm actually having my vaccination this afternoon, which I'm very happy about. Um, but if we look at that, you know, what we did as a as a as a um, as nations coming together, it showed how quickly we could do it. Most vaccines take eight years to to to, to um, get passed. We were able to get this in a year which means, and the reason why that happened is because the pandemic didn't discriminate against people who were poor. So if, if you were rich, you were still gonna get it. So the countries that were rich that had the money and had the knowledge and the know-how and the engineers to build these vaccines and, and engineer the vaccines, it happened. And that's how, that's why it happened. Now, if everyone was affected the same as poverty or climate change we would sort that out as well. And that's the problem, you know, but it can be done and the va- and and the um, pandemic shows that it can be done. Um, for, with regards to, um, to what people can do in their in their everyday life, um, you know, small changes collectively can make a huge, huge difference. So um, the average, um, I think it's three, so emails is a perfect example of this. And um, if, we, if you look at the carbon footprint of an email, it's bigger than what you would think. And the amount of emails that the average person in a first world country sends over the year is actually a significant amount of carbon that's going into the atmosphere. So we can just think about look, you know, reducing our consumption of all, all of the things that, that need energy. Um, food is a, huge, is a huge thing. So we need to be sensible about what type of food we eat. Look at the carbon footprint of your food. Um, you know, red meat has a particularly high carbon footprint. Um, and obviously, you know, it's very intensive on water and, and, and stuff like that. Um, obviously the way we use energy you know people can uh, think about the way they travel um, you know can you walk when you get in your car it's things that we all know you know it's things that we all that we all know and then and then but but putting them into action but the thing that, mo- that you can also do is to try and influence other people to make those decisions and and that's obviously quite difficult because you don't want to sound preachy you don't want to be you don't want to put people off and annoy people by going Oh, you, you, why, why are you driving here why are you doing that you need to find your audience and and tailor what you're speaking about to your audience um, and you just, just try and influence change within your workplace within your friendship group um, and just try and make small changes within your life uh, as, as individuals we can't change really um, that much but as a collective in, group of individuals we can change a lot and I think if we can all make these small changes, you know, fifty million people doing small things is transformational globally, and that's what we've got to think about. I think it, think of it like that.
1: Yeah, I would like to, to come back to ecosystem because you are you're expert in that one. <laughs> would, <laughs> what would you advise for people who would like to start protecting ecosystem or do small? Well, every, every step counts. Uh, any steps to start with to protect our ecosystem, to contribute individually, please?
2: Yeah, so, so it depends on obviously, um, obviously everyone's situation is different. Um, if we look at people that have, um, if you've got a garden, for example, um, make it friendly for bees. You know, we, there's a huge problem with um, not enough bees in the UK. And we, so we need to create environments for bees. Um, there are certain types of plants, you can Google um, bee-friendly plants, and you can put them, you, know, if you if you have a garden, make your garden um, a more nicer habitat for the wildlife that we need. Um, obviously, then, you know, we can, you can start looking at, if you go out into nature yourself more, so go for walks in parks, and so on and really care about what's um what is in your local community so obviously a lot of the work i'm doing at the moment is very much local based um so if people can start caring about what they're you know what's in their local community so this could be community gardens it could be allotments it could be even you know just the the grassy bits by the uh, footpath you know make these nice habitats for animals for bees especially bees um because we need bees to pollinate and if we have more habitats for bees, then we have more um, more more opportunity for for pollination, and, that, and then that makes uh, food production easier. Um, and th- and that's obviously that's how the ecosystem starts. So think about what you can do within your local community. If you have a garden, start there. If not, think what you can do in your you know in your, in your local community to you know make it nicer. So don't don't litter, pick up litter. You know um, that's quite an, quite a um, growing pastime is um, I think it's called plogging, which is jogging while picking up litter, um, because it make it all it all makes a difference. Um, and yeah, just try and make the um, your local environment a nice a nice place to be for yourself and for and for animals. Because not only if if you make it a little bit more greener, a little bit less um, dirty and untidy, it's also better for everyone's mental health as well.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Thank you so much, because uh, for this mental health also very important, isn't it, in our society today? And especially when uh, our society right now in such a, let's say, problem lockdown was and we should bring huge pressure for the mental health of people as well. And to create this little work in the gardens and everything, it can help us actually to achieve this uh, little peace inside ourselves as well. So I'd love to ask the next question is uh, about humanity as well. what do you think is the key for global peace and how to can we create this harmonious and achieve harmonious and friendly relationships between people so what do you think
2: so i think um i, I think the obviously um that's a big question <laughs> but, you know, it's, a, it's a it's a very very large question i think what um you know it's, and it's very worrying to see what's happening in israel at the moment um but I think there is um, a few things. It, I think a lot of it comes down to empathy. So, you know, a lot of the um, wars that are being fought, are, you know, I'm not involved in them, so I have no, um, I can't understand how how people feel. But people feel very strongly on on these um, things that are sometimes centuries old, um, based on beliefs. But I think that the thing we can do is try and be more empathetic to our to our neighbours try and understand what it's like for someone um, living in, living in the Gaza Strip at the moment or living in Israel, for, for example, um, that they're, they're also having um, obviously rockets and, and so on. So I think the, 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 what we can do, I don't, I don't know exactly how we, how we can do that. But I think if we can try and be more empathetic um, and understand the situations people are in, then that will means that there's more chance of our, um, the, the, the more, stable nations helping the ones that are, that are less stable. Um, and again, going very much back to, there is a massive link between the climate crisis and poverty and war. Um, so by doing all that we can to, um, to, to battle the, 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 um, the, the, the worsening, um, climate crisis, we can then in turn, um, try and make a more peaceful world. Sounds
0: wonderful, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I would like uh, slightly, just slightly change the subject because it's human fundamentals education, mm-hmm. as you said. Yes. Yeah, nobody we Well, I, I, yeah, we we'll, we'll go back. Uh, we we'll go off the politics. <laughs> let, uh, let's look at the same situation from a different point of view. Um, uh, when we talk about creative society, we always talk about the human with capital H. So education of course plays a human fundamental education plays a major role in shaping the personality. So what uh, contribution needs to to be in place to develop a holistic, uh, robust personality and raise a real human, what do you think? So how to make education really effective?
2: Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, no, so I I think that's a great question. Um, So I think if, so I'm, um, so I, I very much, Uh, my my education if i look at it from my personal point of view um it was very much about getting results it was about learning facts learning how to do uh, mathematics learning about science um we had very little um that that taught us about actually how to be better people um so very little about um things like mindfulness um how to manage money effectively? That's quite. That's you know that that should be included in the education, and it's not. And a lot of people struggle with that as 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 as, as they go to university or, or onwards. Um, so I think you, you mentioned the word holistic. I think that's what that's how it needs to be looked at. We need to not be so um, not so obsessed with and passing these exams and gaining these grades now obviously if you're going to be a doctor you need to learn learn that certain knowledge to, to, you know, if you're going to be an engineer and you're responsible for the steel work in buildings you need to know how to do that and you need to um, be qualified to do that but i think so many of the jobs that don't already exist don't even exist at the moment um, in 20 years time the world will have changed to such a degree that we won't even know what, what, what jobs are needed. So what we really need to do is we need to create um, education um, platforms that meet, mean that people can be you know, curious about things, question things, how to the, improve your ability to learn rather than learning a particular fact. So, you know, for example, um, obviously artificial intelligence is going to play a huge role in pretty much everything in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um so we need to try and um, educate people in a way that they can just easily pick up new skills, new tools um, and and ultimately have a probably a better um, not steer away from the actual um, things that restrict us, which are you know, studying for grades because you study to pass an exam rather than to have things that are going to benefit you later in life. And that's just obviously the way, the education system has grown pretty much from Victorian times. It hasn't really changed that much because we are still very much chained to these um, ABCs and, so, and all of that stuff. If we can forget about that to a certain extent, no, it's not the same for all jobs, but many jobs, you'd just rather someone that can, that, that can be excellent at the job. And, and we don't necessarily focus on that enough, in my opinion, um, in schools at this moment in time.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, sorry, sorry, Marina. You want to add something? Go ahead, Ella. go ahead. Sorry, okay, thank you. So, yes, that's um, uh, that's absolutely right. We need to teach children not just simple stuff, as you said, math and science. We also need to teach them how to be human at first and how to care about each other and just appreciate little things we all got right now and just be happy about them. Maybe uh, perhaps just to put a different value in the things because not, right now we value on the wrong things, let's say. And, um, but not all of them, but I mean, in some, some issue we, we do have that. So we need to relook on education as well. We need to make it accessible for everyone because uh, it's, again, every single person have rights to have a dedication, at least simple one, at least or high quality one is they can choose from that. how to be human this is very important for all of us to learn how to be this friend for and let's say polite and just uh, nice to each other respectful when talked and and can i
4: just add can
2: i just add something i think as well touching on uh, the other things i've said um again it's a very much a lottery um of of how of how educated you will be by where you're born you know so obviously if you're born in a first world country you are going to more often, not receive a first class education. Um, whether I think it could be improved is is a different thing. But if you are from a, a developing country or a third world country, it is going to be a far bigger struggle for your family to afford for you to go to school because many countries don't have um, education provided by the by the state because the country can't afford that. And if you look at you know I mentioned um, South Sudan as well um, that that area. The average income if this isn't exact, but the average income is about three thousand dollars a year. That's what that's what a family would would get. School costs about three hundred dollars. So you know, so you, and that's uh, you know, it, it's a big. That's ten percent of your yearly earnings. It's a that's a lot of money. So yeah, and you know, if you if you have three or four children, only one of them will be able to go to school. So we've got to be, like I say, be very empathetic to understanding that the opportunities we have. Um, even if you're watching this, you've probably got more opportunities than people in, you know, in certain parts of the world, and that's where I mean by the empathy, and we've got to understand that, and that's where you know charity can 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 really help um, lift people up that are um, some of the mo- some of the poorest in the world, because if we lift those people up, it lifts every the whole of us as a, as a society, and that that is done by by education, and particularly the education of girls.
0: Yes, education, as we know, is very important, and uh, we should all together working on the mechanisms that can provide actually free and high quality education for everyone who need it. And you touched the subject of um, and the country as a. South Sudan, and we know it's a really devastating situation. There is really bad with not just education, but with healthcare system and with all other things. People living there 100 years behind of developed countries, not even 50 years behind, 100 years behind them. And uh, this is a really tragedy, actually, for live in the 21st century as we speak today about what we can do anything almost we want. And those people don't even have simple, basic things. And this is, of course, needs to be re looked as a Global we say mankind has to look on it as well, because they, those children it's our children, children of uh, humanity those people is our people, and this is our future and when you think about global population today and climate change and everything, actually, if you think about that it, it's enough space for all of us on this planet it's enough resources for all of us. The problem is how we how we use it and how we treat each other, how we treat the earth as well so and I'd love to show now a little video that will be show us what consumers' format of society has done for us and uh, why we should all change. And I would like to now show you that uh, video about um, like actually consumerism's why it's an end of our society right now. So let's watch this little video now.
3: Aliens came to earth. At first they flew around it, saw everything, and then decided to talk to the people on earth. They asked, why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants. But why do you have so many hungry and homeless people? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them. But why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money and we are trying to take it away from others. The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves, said the aliens. Yes, after this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. So, yes, James and our dear viewers, as you can see,
0: it's a joke on us as humanity. And this is why this uh, little short animated video is showing us that we are same and we all have this one planet which is we call our common home and this is why we need all united and uh, do something about that because none of us living happily right now and uh, in conditions we want to live so let's uh, do something about this and as I speak today about education to educate people how to treat the planet how to treat each other how to actually understand this world we're doing it united together and uh, just to really find the solutions all together. And one of the ways, actually openly speaking up and let's uh, stop with Stalin, as you say, stand up shoulder by shoulder, hand by hand, and join effort, we can do it all together. And now I would like to remind our viewers as well, how our eight foundations look like. And uh, James, we know you're familiar with those eight foundations and we know you are, have read this article about uh, stages and foundations of creative society. And we also love to ask you that question because Nowadays, in modern society, justice and equality. It's actually foundation number seven, and and, uh, and justice and equality number seven. Yes, we would like to see it up we'll on the screen in a minute. And the question is, how do you envision a society where justice and equality are an integral part of our society?
2: Um, so I think so. So it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I think. Um, b- 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 each country um well it's different for different parts of the world obviously because at the moment if um if you live in a um you know a first world country with a stable democratic um government justice and equality is is pretty much guaranteed to the majority of people um but if there's um you know, injustice, I think it was Martin Luther King who said this, I'll get me wrong, if there's injustice anywhere, there's injustice everywhere. Um, and I think that's where we can, um, we need to look at it, again, as a, as a collective. You know, it needs to be, um, it needs to be handled very carefully as well, because, you know, who am I to say that someone's government is, is wrong if it's based on different beliefs? You know, there are um, governments in the, in the world that I believe are very unfair, very... Um, you know, where justice and equality does not exist at all. Um, But uh, it's it's not necessarily for us to try and change that. It's for us to maybe try and influence it. And, and that can be done. But again, as part of what we've touched on a lot is everyone needs to be behind the same, the same principles and have empathy for people that live in countries that are not, you know, I, I don't like saying, you know, up to our standards because it's not my country. So it's not for me to, to choose that. Um, but I think if we can, you know, try and make sure that, you know, we set good examples that we offer support to, to, to people where, you know, justice and equality doesn't exist, then it can go some way to try and making their justice and equality uh, across, across the world. And for me, very much the, um, you know, the, the, the climate crisis is actually the perfect example of inequality because it is affecting some of the poorest people far worse and and we can try and make it more equal by by being by by doing the things that we know that we can do to make it, to make it better as a as a um, as a as a, a group of nations rather than us individually thank you
0: so much yes Thank you for your answer. And just inequality is the biggest part of our society we should treat everyone equal and uh, in every single sphere of our life as well. First of all, because we are humans and uh, this is what we need to respect and, and see ourselves as brothers and sisters at first and just the people who share in this planet, sharing this life together and trying to make this home, as you said, they called the planet Earth. is. Um, as nice and habitable for all of us as possible, and just to create diff- different solutions and different um, different way of living, changing our society top to bottom completely. And it's now hands, today and now to do it all together because we did create this consumer-oriented mind society. So we can all together do it again and change it, change it to create a, it's not, it's a, create a sustainable, uh, supportive, harmonious, Peacefully and stable society, secure for everyone. Thank you so much, James. Fiance.
1: So That's why we need a creative society because we we need to make sure that justice, justice and equality is in place, that safety is in place, freedom, freedom of choice is in place. So it's and uh, yeah, it would be ideally when we embed all the eight foundations of creative society in our everyday life each of us. So what changes do you see in society when all people are united by one goal? What role does every person play in building a creative society, what do you think, James?
2: Um, Well, I mean, I think, um, obviously we we need to, um, to to be a creative society, we need things to be more equal. So we need to um, er 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 eradicate or cure extreme poverty. Um, then that can mean that the people that are, you know, that can't, that don't have uh, f- f- clean water, don't have access to education, don't have access to uh, even the basic healthcare. So something as simple that in, in this country we'd have antibiotics for would would kill people. And we can look at this, we can look at um, helping um, with the, and again, I'll go, I'll go back to the pandemic. Um, The third world countries, the poorest countries in the world will eventually all be vaccinated um, because it will be paid for by the richer countries, because we know that if there are a significant amount of people in the world that are not vaccinated, then there'll be mutations and variants that will then make make us all vulnerable. So Mm -hmm. if we can look at it from that point of view, and look at it from what we can do it, um, we've done it with the with the Coronavirus vaccines, we can do that for poverty. Because it, obviously, unless we have empathy for the people that are in extreme poverty, we, as a as a collective, we're not going to care about doing it. So we need to understand that actually that, that, that we need to raise the people up from extreme poverty to help us as a as a whole as a whole world. And I believe that that's you know looking at it from a collective um, need to do it as opposed to well, it doesn't bother me. Um, I think that's how, it, that's how it can change. And I think the one positive thing that has come out of the pandemic is showing that we can do this. And every country will be vaccinated you know, by, by whatever date, because we know that if there are variants coming um, from different parts of the world that could be vaccine resistant, it means that we could all be threatened again and go back into lockdown, which nobody wants. So if we can use that approach to, to poverty, education, basic needs for healthcare basic equality, um, everything of the of eight the foundations you talk about, if we take that approach to it, then, then it can be transformational for, for the world as a whole.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We all need actively, as I say, collectively doing uh, together and acting in certain threats like pandemics, like climate threat and uh, all other situations. Because uh, you're right, nobody's safe till we're all safe. Nobody's happy until we're all happy because we all depend on each other and to create really harmonious conditions, we all should help each other. Because all of us have some skills and talents and uh, so and we also depend on other person with his skills and talents. Like we need doctors, we need bakers, we need farmers, we need people who are doing water cleaning for us and stuff like this, like water yeah. cleaners, the rest of it. So we all depend on each other. This is why we need act together as one, let's say, Harmony world, isn't it? So yeah, this is yeah. how nature works and this is how we should work together as well. Yeah. So thank you so much, James, for your amazing answers today. And I'd love to uh, remind again because the great society right now in um, informational stage and this is what we're implementing right now. And also we'd like to ask you because we're using the tradition of six handshakes, which stands for all people are connected, for five for less social connections, whom you would like to invite for our next live broadcast, and
2: why are you choosing this person? Um, so I would like to um, invite uh, a, f- a friend of mine, um, Abner. Um, he is the founder of a, a new social media called Your Feed. Um, it's very much um, a, a platform that can that can do a lot of good. And I think he's, um, we've spoken a lot over the last um, few months um, about things that we've been talking about today. And I think his answers would be um, would be extremely ex- extremely useful. I think people would want to hear it. Um, so yeah, that's who I'll be nominating.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. And on that positive note, <laughs> I would like to remind our viewers how to join our project. If you go on alatraunites.com website you'll see the join button on top right hand. Uh, where you choose your language and indicate how you would like to participate. All we need from you is just contribute your time and wish to help others. The project initiated by people themselves, for people, and the Creative Society, as you know, has been launched on the Alatra international public movement platform for the whole humanity, guys. As all people want to live in peace and be provided with free life essentials, food, housing, medical care, education and safety. Creative society is all about that where scientific research and technological innovations are aimed at (laughs) improving the quality of human lives, not aiming to make a profit on us. (laughs) And if you are ready for some hard work to change current society mindsets, please stand with us and join our fast-growing movement as it's time to do something, guys, before it's too late, unfortunately. Nobody else to do it for us. Humanity is one big family. Let's get reunited again. Thank you so much, Marina. And
0: um, thank you so much, James, as well. You're just uh, absolutely fantastic. And you're already doing it and you already stand next to us in this uh, global change, and all together we can really do something great and create a world that deserves for everyone to live in, where our children will be safe, whereas everyone will be living prosperity and happiness. And as Marina, you have said, not the uh, effort is small or big, we all need together just to be, and everyone can contribute for such a beautiful project, for such a beautiful movement of society, because it's time for all of us to have come um, to change. And uh, yes, I'd love to also thank our viewers and thank our technical support for this beautiful program. And thank you all for being with us and, and inviting the time and for your effort today to bring the people together. Hope more like-minded uh, people will be joining us and we can do it all together And because we're all together much more stronger as we speak today about this. And we also invite you. Dear to get involved in our upcoming online conference, uh, which is called, uh, which is coming very soon on the 22nd of May. And uh, so please uh, visit our website, Avatra TV UK or Avatra TV uh, International and Avatra TV United.com. <laughs> so, very upcoming conference called Life After Death Fiction, Fictions and Facts. The purpose of this uh, conference is answer the question. We all have asked ourselves in the past, uh, in the past, what's the purpose of my life? Why I'm here? Who I am? And what, what we are actually doing here? <laughs> because uh, we only have one life. We only have one opportunity for doing something. But what next after that? And let's get together on this beautiful research uh, project, which is conference, and uh, find answers together because we do have the answers for you over there. So please let's watch our little trailer about this conference and uh, thank you everyone for such a lovely conversation. Thank you James today for all your answers as you. well. You are absolutely amazing. We wish all the best and all the luck with you, what you're doing right now. Let's keep in touch and uh, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank, you thank you. Thank you James. Thank you, Ella. thank you
1: Thank you.
4: There is a question. that every person asks themselves. We address science... and religion to find the answer to it. Already, for 6,000 years, we have been trying to find out. Is there life after death? for the first time in history scientists physicians clergymen and eyewitnesses will seek the answer all together does reincarnation exist? fear of death what is its nature? how do we alive people know what death is? who benefits from hiding facts about a person's after-death fate. Human consciousness is outside the body. The prophets knew the truth about the afterlife fate of humans. What does science say? Is the state of heaven and hell explained by physics? What are we here for? Answers to the most important questions for every person. May 22nd, 2021. International Online Conference. Life After Death Fiction and Facts.